Come on. Well, I'm left with this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, Strong and Powerful Brett Hansen. Brett, are you ready to do this? I think I am. All right, let's go. Brett is the Chief Marketing Officer with Samarkey. They're a leader in data integration and master data management marketing, enabling organizations to create immediate value from their data. Brett, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, been at Smarky for seven months. Uh, previously had worked at another data company uh, for a couple of years. And before that, I was at some big companies that you might've heard of, Dell and IBM. Uh, what attracted me to Smarky is a company that was truly changing the way organization used data. And you know, at IBM, at Dell, at the other small company I worked at, you know, we, we talked a lot about data and how important data is and how it can be used and all these sort of things. And it, you know, certainly we made progress in all those organizations, but it never felt like we kind of got it over the edge, right? How do I really empower a decision maker, whether that is someone like myself in marketing, a doctor, someone in finance to make better decisions with data? And, and Samarki just has a solution that kind of cuts through it all. Um, and we'll talk more about all the details later, but there's something to be said about actually making that final bit of difference that can enable companies to actually realize the value of all their data. What Do you have a sense of how many companies out there that have an appreciation or an understanding of the value of the information they have? Well, it's, it's fascinating. It's a huge market, right? So people are spending billions and billions and billions of dollars on, I'm collecting data, I'm storing it, I'm moving it from point A to point B. But then how many of them are actually realizing the full value, yeah. right? And according to Gartner, you know, good source, you know, eight out of 10 projects that are associated with trying to extract business value fail, which is a pretty, pretty bad rate. I mean, that's a 20%. In my world, that's an F. F minus minus, right? So, you know, I think companies and organizations know that there's something there, right? And they wouldn't be spending the money. They wouldn't be making the investment. They wouldn't be storing all this data if there wasn't something there. It's, it's that final step on, all right, I have it in, you know, a database. I have it in Snowflake. I have it in applications. I have it in all these places. How do I bring it together so that I can, as a business user, make better decisions on how to engage my customers. As a doctor, make better patient decisions. As an engineer, make better decisions around structural elements, those sort of things. There's all these different pieces. We haven't brought it all together for customers yet. Why is that? Just from a lack of the ability to do it, a lack of will to do it, just haven't thought it's about hard. it. Yeah. It's really hard, right? So, um, I mean, I'm sure you've had other guests on your show talk about data and just think about you know the last 10 years. Right, you've just seen such an explosion in what we can collect. Obviously, the concept of internet things came up. You also had in parallel a transformation of how we stored data, both from a concept of where it was stored, going from local to virtual environments, as well as the concept of you know I have these clouds and Snowflake, and I have my own cloud, and I have its own local elements. So 
all of these things created more complexity. And so now the opportunity is, how do you start to look at all these different sources and bring them together so you have one master data record? And then from there, I can actually extract the business value, which I'm hoping to receive. Otherwise, I'm looking at my CRM data over here. I'm looking at customer information over here. I'm looking at I don't know, billings and payments someplace else. And then, then my brain, which is never going to be sufficient here, is trying to piece all those things together. And that's what we have to overcome. And that's, that's what sort of the next evolution of, of data is all about. You've said Snowflake a couple of times. What is that? Uh, Snowflake is a unicorn slash Pegasus came out of nowhere. They're now one of the world's leading uh, cloud-based stores of data, right? So as you think about, you know, the massive amounts of collection, where do I store it, right? And in 25 years ago, when I started my career in IBM, it was relationship databases, right? You had DB2 and Oracle and Microsoft SQL. You know, you actually had an on-prem server that had a database, now there's these newer formats for how we store data, which allow companies to be much more cost efficient. They're actually more secure. So they've, they've taken these giant leaps. Now it's again about, all right, now that I have all this data, how do I make use of it? Got it. And a um, couple of steps back, sorry. Yeah, when, you, when we're talking about data, that can really be, is that a name and an email address? It could be. All right, that's a great question. So, and that's, and I, you know, you just also hit on another key point here, which is the complexity of data has increased, right? So again, 20 years ago, it was rows and tables, right? It was, it was, think of it almost like a spreadsheet. Now you have obviously still things like that, but you even have more data, which is in what we call unstructured videos, this podcast, um, you know, schematics, engineering documents, all of those things now just increase the complexity. And then we also can further increase the complexity as you have data that just is stagnant. You know, it's, you know, once I create an email record with the name and an email, an email, you're fine. But what about stuff that has to be pulled in real time? So I mentioned healthcare providers. Obviously, they can't just look at data that's six months old. It would be probably pretty important to know if you're in some sort of critical event the latest information you have, and then obviously bring that in with the legacy information. So as a healthcare provider, I can see a complete view of who you are, but in that way you need both, again, legacy data that's been sitting around, but you also need that real-time element as well. Fascinating, right? I was just, you, you, you mentioned medicine, and if I were a healthcare provider of some kind, I would want and need as much real-time data as possible. But now that I have it, okay, great. It, it yeah. made sense that I should get it all. Like, ah, now how in the world do I interpret this? How do I make it actually usable? And that's where you come in? Exactly. So there's, there's two things that we think about. One is integration, right? So how do I move data from point A to point B? Right, and, and that's really a storyline of being as efficient as possible. Right, how do I make sure that you know, with very limited resources, and as we talked about, lots, lots of data needing to be moved around, how do I provide tools that can efficiently, securely move data from a one point to another point so we can access it? 
Um, the second piece, which is a little more complicated, is the concept of master data management. So going back to sort of my opening remarks, you have data in all these different locations. So let's just, let's just use a, a chief marketing officer example. I obviously have a CRM system like a Salesforce or a HubSpot, and that's super important to me. But I'm also probably using maybe some billing information because I'm looking at existing customers. I would like to know before I market to those customers also, are they happy with me? So there might be some customer value information. Um, there could be tickets I want to pull into this so that they had some sort of issue that, that pulled into this. Um, so you want to be able to look at a company, an organization, a person, and have a holistic view. And that means bringing data in for different locations. It can also mean enriching that data. So using outside information. So I might use a tool that can provide me additional contacts that I don't have or more information about location, email addresses, phone numbers, vertical information, all those sort of things. So the first step is that aggregation concept, right? So rather than just looking at each piece in a silo, how can I get a holistic understanding of what is happening? What is that, that customers, that prospects 360 review? The second part of that is not all data is created the same. So there might be some data that is gonna be absolutely bulletproof. Others, well, there might be quality issues and I need to know that so I can make better informed decisions. And then the final piece of this, of course, is being able to visualize it. So obviously at a single record, it's all about being able to see all the different sources, those sort of things. But if I aggregate that up, I'm going to look for trends and that sort of things. That's where you have your dashboards and your reporting. So it's, it's moving from, again, the world of you know, a data set. So I'm looking at my CRM data, which, and by the way, I use you know, lots of graphs and charts just with that. But if I really want to understand what's happening with a customer or a market segment or anything like that, I'm going to want to look at lots of different data sets and be able to pull that together in a comprehensive and cohesive manage, look at it from a governance perspective, as well as also from quality. What is the secret sauce of, of what you're doing? Is it that you can identify when, 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 when you're looking at just massive amount and different kinds of data, you can identify it, that you can efficiently move it or I don't, I, I you know, feel like I, I I'm asking I, I sort of the right question. <laughs> no, I, I hear your question and I wish I could say, yeah, it's, it's, it's just do this one thing right. And that's the challenge. A lot of companies have gone on the path of, we're really focused on just moving the data or we're really focused on governing the data, which means who can have access to it, which that's, that's great. That's a portion of the storyline. But if you're not thinking about all these pieces in a comprehensive, cohesive way, all you're going to do is just create a bunch of roadblocks. Right, and you're not gonna actually get that 360 degree. So your question is very valid. Like, what is the secret sauce? The secret sauce is, you know, in order to make the recipe perfect, you need the cayenne, you need the paprika, you need the chili powder, and like no one spice can be left out or otherwise you're getting a less than ideal meal. So what does a typical engagement then look like? You 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 go into an organization that has their, their an ideal client for you, a customer yep. for you, got all these different things. How Say, okay, what is it that in a perfect world, what would, how would you use all this information? How do you, how does that start? It's, and this is one thing that makes us different. We start with the business question. 
what are you trying to achieve? Right. So there's all this technology stuff and we can go and talk about ELT and, you know, the governance and all that stuff. And, and that's important. Don't get me wrong. That's part of what makes, you know, our product great. But what's really important is having the conversation about the business objective. I am trying to solve X. And by the way, one of the things we frequently hear from customers who maybe have tried this in the past and, you know, a year later are still pounding their head against the wall is we try to solve XYZ QRS. And, and eventually we can get there. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we want to solve everything, but let's start with a problem. So let me actually give you a, a real customer example to illustrate how this ideally works. So there's a great restaurant called Chipotle. They make wonderful burritos, burrito bowls. A lot of my uh, calories were consumed using Chipotle. <laughs> um, their initial challenge was location. So they have stores, obviously, across the country. Where are those stores? What status are they in? You know, are they open, closed during what time? You know, what's their staffing? Just the basics of location. A very solvable problem, right? But it still required pulling different data sources from different systems. They actually enriched it with Google Maps information. So we actually had an actual map, you know, location on a store. So that was a starting point. And we were able to execute that very, very quickly, as in less than two months. They said, great, we got our store information. Well, what would be really important is us understanding the menus, because not all stores have the same menus. That's one of the things that makes Chipotle great is they diversify based upon their local, uh, local location region. So the next thing we worked on was menus. Okay, now we had pulled information from different sources. We had an aggregate view of the menus. And then from there, it went in ingredients. And from ingredients, it went suppliers. And from suppliers, it went health and management. So ultimately, you can start with one project, solve a problem, and then move to the next one. And the great thing is, is with our solution, of course, is we can scale across those different domains. We can scale in terms of amount of data consumed. But most importantly, we keep solving problems because even if you think you know exactly what you want to achieve, likely over time, those objectives are going to change and evolve. And that's super important with data because if you try to solve a data project and say, hey, I know exactly what I want and I'm going to solve it completely in this, this way and this is what it's going to look like, that's not how business works. Things are going to occur. Changes are going to happen. Acquisitions are going to be made. Divestitures are going to occur. You're going to go with new product lines. And so you're always going to be looking to change what you need, but it needs to start with, what is my business objective? What am I trying to achieve here? Yeah, that makes a ton of sense versus just going and doing the whack-a-mole where a problem is popping up. I'm just going to figure out how to solve this and it may not ever be an integratable solution. So the next problem that solves up, I'm going to fix it, but it just could be an apple and an orange versus your approach is making sure that as you solve a problem, any new problems will be able to communicate and theoretically speaking, seamlessly integrate with uh, one another. Absolutely. And, and the other piece of that again is, is so often because again, this is a technical challenge and ultimately we work with technical team members. There's this natural routing of, oh, let me go solve my, my technical issue. I have a governance issue or I have a discovery issue, right? They, they, there's a natural, just human motion of, Given the fact I'm a technical person, I'm going to solve this with a technical solution. And ultimately, we are. Don't get me wrong. But 
we see again so many projects fail because you haven't done the diligence up front to understand what am I trying to achieve from the business objectives? What is the outcome we want to have and having as much specificity as possible on the requirements? And then we can engineer that solution based upon your needs, right? And that's what ultimately will drive success for the business and make IT look like heroes. Makes sense. Love it. Well, Brett, people are ready for that difference-making tip. What do you have for them? It's, it's just going to play off what I just spoke about. Right. I think that when I talk to customers early or prospects, I should say, early in the cycle, a lot of them are frustrated. A lot of them are, are, you know, we've spent money and we know we have this data. I know it's there. I just can't get at it. Right. It's it's just like it's just out of reach. And so what I right, what we always counsel them on is understand what you're trying to achieve. Write it down. What is the outcome you're looking to achieve? Whether it's, again, understanding your customers better, understanding patients better. It could be something very simple like what I started with Chipotle is, which is where the heck are our restaurants, right? And, and then from there, we can grow and expand that sort of thing. And so if you can start by understanding your business objective and documenting that and making sure that it is an achievable play, then we can grow and expand and really get more and more value out of your data. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on. Brett, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with Smarky? I, I would send them to our website. It's not difficult. It's smarky.com, S-E-M-A-R-C-H-Y.com. Um, if you want to talk to us, we have forums out there. We have chats, so you can just drop us a line and we'll be in touch to help you out. You'll find the data that they enter and to use it correctly and appropriately. Amen. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Show Brett your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to samarchy.com. It's S-E-M-A-R-C-H-Y.com. And you know, find out if it's the solution that you've been looking for. Thanks again, Brett. Thank you, George. Appreciate the time. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We're all in this together. <laughs>